I guess I'll just ignore it and move on. <laughs> it's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week we're using our WandaVision to see a clear 2020, Mike. Oh man, you're, I feel like you were sitting on that one for a bit. I, it actually worked out after like the third workshop, so <laughs> I, feel, I feel good about it. Uh, we're buckling up to head into the Clone Wars one last time. Mm, Chris is excited. We're talking about how Deadpool can possibly fit into the MCU for his threequel mm-hmm. and more. Yeah, welcome to the first news episode of 2020. Uh, hopefully you listen to our predictions for the next year and the next decade. Um, I feel like I've already forgotten what my predictions are for the most part, but uh, I feel like if they stay true, they'll pop back up uh, again along this next year and next 10 years. So we'll see how we'll see how strong our, uh, our predictions are, Chris. Mm-hmm. And, and how, uh, I guess, strong the past five years of this show have been and a lot of the all the stuff we did in the past 10 years for superhero movies. We had a lot, and I think we're just going to have a lot more. Judging by three, what, three weeks worth of news here we've got to go through. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good, it's a good uh, thing that we took a little bit of a break because usually at the end of the year it's a little bit slow with news, so we kind of slowly collect it and we build it up to kick off the year. Uh, but uh, we, we are at the very beginning of 2020, so things will get a running start i mean i'm surprised we're gonna talk about like a like a promo for disney plus here in a little bit and usually people aren't promo and stuff until like the very first full week of the year so uh there's no more rules no more rules on the internet time doesn't stop the internet never sleeps Mm-mm. it's like if new york was digitized mike that's time of vision the internet um, yeah i felt I f- it felt very strange because uh thursday and friday in the united states technically weren't holidays uh, so people were going back to work. Some people were getting back into the swing of things. And I, I was just like, I feel like I was in this nebulous zone of just like, I don't know what day it is anymore. Uh, we're starting a war with another country. What's going on? It's not even mm-hmm. Monday yet. So I feel like I don't have my 2020 sea legs yet. I feel like I'm still in a, uh, 2019 purgatory. Well, well, I will tell you, I've seen this float around on the internet quite a bit. If you're going to write the year anywhere, write the full year this year because if you put 20 instead of 2020 anyone can change that date to like 2010 or 2017 to change your date so there's my life hack yeah for the year. yeah that's my uh, my wife told me that yesterday and i was surprised i didn't think of that so unfortunately the first rent check of the year i think probably just has a slash 20 on it so We'll have to trust that nothing happens there. But really, if you changed it to an older year, it just looks like I was really prepared to pay my rent. Uh-huh. So <laughs> so we'll be all right. I think you'll be all right. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to – I don't want – we've got a lot of news here, so I don't want to linger too much on the holidays um, because we, 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 we've all done a lot over the past couple weeks. Um, but I got to give a shout-out to uh, most of my family giving me steelbooks for Marvel movies <laughs> that I did not have. Um for my collection. I have all but one at this time. And do you remember which one I don't have now, Mike, of the 23 movies? Oh god, I, movies? I I don't I don't think I know. It's Ant-Man. Uh oh. <laughs> because Ant-Man came in a black movie, a Blu-ray case, and I've never mm-hmm. seen a black 
Blu-ray case before. Uh, so I forgot he's kind of in there, and that Steelbook's way too much out of my price range to pay for it, to just upgrade it. But um, on that note, all these Steelbooks came with digital codes, and I'm feeling generous this year, Mike, for our fans, for our listeners. And I'm going to just give these out at the end of the in the week before before next uh, the next episode to people. Um, and there's really no contest here. It's more of just a you know me wanting to a give you codes, but b most of these movies are going to be on Disney Plus anyway. So if you don't want them, you don't have to message me. That's fine. But send me a message on Twitter or Instagram. I will take them in the order they are received. Uh, and let you pick, and just I'm just gonna send you the what's available, and you pick what what's available at that point, because I don't know what I have uh, in terms of codes. Uh, if you want some extra, what I'm calling Chris cred, uh, <laughs> share our episodes. You know, I get on your Instagram stories, on your Facebook feeds, on your on your Twitter feeds, because uh, because we we put them out every there whenever the episode goes up on Mondays. Uh, so. Uh, if you want some Chris Cred, do that. But I'm going to give out some Steelbooks because that was, you know, one of the biggest presents I got this year. And I'm, I've already got all the, the Marvel's uh, movies code, so I can't use them. I'd rather spread the love uh, for 2020, what a, Mike. What a generous man. And you know what? One Chris Cred is equal to one Street Cred. It's actually an even conversion. So yeah, if, you're right looking now, for more, um, if you're looking for more Street Cred, you got to get some Chris Cred. And trust me, if you can't, if you come across a, a shady-looking person in an alley, just pull out your phone, show them Twitter, and just be like, hey, look, see Chris sent me one Chris Cred. You have to let me through. You can't steal my wallet. Exactly. So there you go. Exactly. And, and you're lucky. Uh, it, it's it's an even ratio right now. I, I don't know how the economy is going to go this year. So, you know, get them while you can. Get those Chris yes. Creds while true. you can. Put, put them in the bank. While, invest, while, invest while it's hot. I'm yeah. sure it's not as volatile as Bitcoin, but who knows? Yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't tell you at all. So, uh, yeah, so we've got those. I'm going to be giving those out. Mike, uh, any, any highlights from the holidays you want to mention here? Um, we, we talked a little bit about it, I think, on our other show, our surprise show. But, I mean, if you want to, I want to make sure you have... Chris, my, so my, gi- my, uh, my gift to you this holiday is the perfect segue because what I did over uh, over my v- vacation, over my break, was I binged watched the first eight episodes of The Witcher. Okay, and you did this at my because I told you to, or because you were yeah, willing at, to. Okay, at your behest. No, I was uh, I was going to watch it, but when you said you wanted to talk about it on the show this week, I was like, all right, well, it sounds like I got to get to watching. That was just a couple days ago, so it, it's an eight episode first season. But these are these are pretty hefty episode episodes, I would say, in every definition or in every category of how you could uh, put it. But mm-hmm. they are, uh, I think, the shortest episode was forty five minutes, and beyond that, they're pretty much all over an hour, at least yeah. by. A minute or two. Yeah, and and I will tell you, this is one of those, and I, I got this experience uh, watching it with my wife. Is that you don't want to be on your phone while these are going. Yes, on. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. Uh, this is a, an incredibly lore dense show. It, and I will tell you, this is not a spoiler, but the episodes don't take place in order um, for reasons, and, and you know, but like you will, will be confused as hell if you watch the first episode and then you didn't pay any attention, and then the fifth one comes on, and you're like, what is going on? Who are these people? Where am I? What did I miss? Um, yeah. We're trying yeah. not to, to spoil or anything, but like, but you got to watch this show. Yeah it uh, it takes it takes a little bit of um, it takes a little bit of attention to watch it. Uh, you know, sometimes you're watching like a really smart comedy where you got to pay attention so you get all the jokes. This is where you got to pay attention, or you just won't understand where the story's going. Uh, so, uh, Chris, what did you, spoiler oh. free, what did you think about The Witcher? I mean, I got it done like two days. I had a really good time with The Witcher. I've not uh-huh. played the video games. And I know this is based on the books. 
Uh, I was kind of not sold on the Henry Cavill, the white hair. We've talked about that, you know, months ago when they were filming this. But I, I think, and, and you know, uh, light me up online if you want. I think this is a better Game of Thrones than Game of Thrones uh, at the end <laughs> of the day. I think I love the... Um, I could see some of his video game stuff in it, like whenever he does like his little force pushes or whatever, and he's he, like, it's like a game. He's cracking open vials of stuff um, and then drinking them. Uh, I, I really enjoy, you know, the, again, there's three main characters: uh, Siri, Yennefer, and um, Geralt, uh, and I really like their stories. And I'm, I, the, I don't want, I don't, wanna, I'm trying to say spoiler free here. It's very hard to. Um, I, I want I want more. I'm ready for season two, Mike. I don't know about you, but I mean this this really was a fantasy series that was fantasy had had creatures because he's a, he's a creature slayer and and had a lot of great things to it. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll have to say I'm glad I didn't read any of their reviews or their reactions out there online before I watched it. I had seen people like memeing it and doing like some fan art uh, before I got around to watching it, but I guess the critical reception to the show hasn't been very positive. I don't know what the exact numbers are, but uh, after watching it, uh, I was I was pretty positive on it. I was like, this this feels like a good start. This feels like a good place to to kick off this Witcher series. Um, I wasn't I wasn't head over heels for the first eight episodes, but I thought I I had a lot of fun, a lot of really fun lore to really sink your teeth into. Uh, I think episode three is my favorite episode, so if for some reason you're wavering on the first two, at least stick around and watch through episode three. Uh, You have some really fun there. Uh, Mm -hmm. No spoilers, but he is a monster hunter, and I really like the monster that's in episode three. It kind of uh, it has this interesting balance of kind of like a monster of the week, but also with a more of a through line of a narrative. So I but, kind of like the formula that they're dealing with. Well, I, I and this my my favorite thing is is and it's, I don't, again I don't think it's spoilers. Like it is a monster of the week, but the real monster is men. Humans are the monsters <laughs> in this. Like he, he, as it always is. Yeah, it's like it's like any other show. Like yeah, I'm I'm a monster hunter, but guess what? Humans are really the monsters here. So uh, I think that I think that was really fun. But I, there are a lot of I mean, it's if you're not if you're an impatient TV watcher, I, I, I agree. With like this isn't for you. Um, yeah, it's it's not quite it's not quite like watching Mad Men. I couldn't get into watching that show because it's incredibly slow. But I mean, it's won like Emmys and Golden Globes and all that uh, and all that stuff. So I know it's a good show. I just couldn't quite uh, get into it. But um, I, The Witcher is. Um, is my it's it's at its best I think when he's actually doing the monster hunting against them so I'm hoping season two we get to see more and more monsters uh Henry Cavill is uh one hunk of a man that's for sure uh-huh. and um I was actually surprised that um well, for a female showrunner, he's not as shirtless as I thought he would be. Um, but the he, women are—he's he, in very, very tight pants, and there's yeah. a lot of. Uh, there was there was one shot that it felt like uh, a dude shooting a woman walking down a hallway. So, uh, you know, if you're a female out there and you and you like and you like Henry Cavill's butt, you're going to see a lot of it. Or if you're a dude out there and you like Henry Cavill's butt, you're going to see a lot of it yeah. uh, in tight pants. So, yeah, I think this is a good starting off point. Like, I would if I had to. Rate it. I would say we're looking in like a B, B minus, but still, I had a lot of fun, and I think the grades can improve. I want this child to do some more studying, and I think they can get to an A mm-hmm. next semester. It would be the way I'd put it. And I think the the people who read the books understand it a little more. I think the the problem is um, in the books you don't meet Siri until like Act Three of like all the books. Um, 
So if they were did it by the books, it would literally just be the the Witcher like season one, and season two possibly three would introduce Yennefer, and then like season three you'd finally get Siri. So like they they've they've taken some liberties with the with the books to make this work. And you know if I'm again not a book reader, I think it I think it works out. So yeah, um, and uh, heads up, I uh, we were talking about it earlier in a group chat, but on uh, the PlayStation Store, The Witcher is on sale for like fifteen bucks. Uh, the Witcher 3, so I have no idea how the games stack up to any of this, but if you wanted to continue your Witcher adventure, uh, you can do that with the video games. But yeah, I would recommend watching The Witcher. It's fun. It's uh, it's a long eight episodes, so you're looking at about close to 80 hours, I would say, but it's um, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. Also, The Witcher 3, um, I think it's free on Xbox Game Pass. No, if you have that. You um, but I, don't, I, I, I had to look this up afterwards, but it came out like 2015, and I'm like... That feels like forever ago now, like almost five years. This game has been out, but they're doing mm-hmm. the um, uh, was it the uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven with or whatever it is with Keanu Reeves in it? So oh okay, same company. Very very excited for that. But yep, Witcher was up there. Uh, also, in the time that we've been gone, Mike, the Mandalorian has wrapped up. As well. uh, let, let's not do this anymore, Disney Plus. No more season finales when people are traveling for the holidays. Because I had to watch this on an iPad, which wasn't—I mean, wasn't the worst thing in the world. It was a—it was a, an iPad Pro, so it was a slightly larger screen. But I would have preferred to watch it on a bigger TV. Uh, but yeah, let's not let's let's not do that for the next season. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it had to. Um... Not necessarily sync up, but, you know, it's working with the launch of a service. You know, what do you do with the, uh-huh. it, like, this is when the service launches, you have eight episodes, here you go. Um, but at the end of the day, Mike, do you, I know you've had some complaints, you said the middle felt slow. Do you think those middle parts finally paid off in the end of this show? Well, yeah, I don't know if I would necessarily say slow. I would say the middle parts of the show feel more like an adventure of the week, like kind of like a Saturday morning cartoon serial mm-hmm. where it just didn't interact very much with the narrative. I just was I just was wanting the narrative to continue. So luckily the narrative does start to push forward uh, more towards these, I would say, the last two episodes very much feel like a part one and a part two. Right. Um, so I'm glad that we kind of moved the story along, got to see some uh, familiar characters again uh but i would say they did a they did a good job they did a lot with eight episodes um uh everything looked great it was very much a premium streaming show uh i would love to see the budget for this show i'd love to know how much disney put into this to make sure that uh people felt like they were getting their money's worth once they got disney plus i'd be very curious what's what's great is the marketing had to been free with the baby yoda memes oh man yeah and baby baby yoda i'm really curious if we know he's show... the child, people. We we know he's not really a baby version of Yoda. Just <laughs> before people come at us, yeah. Like what? I'm curious. Um, what do future seasons of the show look like if Baby Yoda is not attached to it? Uh, you know, I would. You know, there's an episode. Do we talk about spoilers or not? I don't know what I, to do here. I, I would say maybe not. Uh, that's tough. I'll do. It's been I'll out do like sp- three weeks. I'll so. I'll do spoiler light. Spoiler right. light for. I'll do spoiler yeah. light. So jump to the epi- time codes if if you yeah. want to skip. Over yeah, this. I mean, there's a there's a episode where they're kind of doing a jailbreak situation, and Baby Yoda isn't very much in that episode. So you can kind of see how uh, Mando could operate without Baby Yoda in an episode. But uh, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that it seems like uh, Yodes is going to be moving forward with the next season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got some 
uh, really well, cool action in this very last episode that was directed by Taika Waititi that started out very funny, too. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jason Sudeikis is one of those people who voiced one of the Stormtroopers, mm-hmm. um, which I didn't know that until after, afterwards people were saying. So Taika Waititi is in there. All the characters, I think, finally coalesce in these last two. You know, like, like you said, it didn't feel like thing of the week, right? And they all came together. There is one episode, I will tell you, at the end of Love's episode four or five on Tatooine, there's some boots and a cape that walk up on the dead body of uh, the lady who plays Agent May in Agents of mm-hmm. S.H.I.E.L.D. They never touch on that again. Who is this character? Um, is it Boba Fett? Is it um, the guy from Breaking Bad, uh, who is also the villain <laughs> here? Uh, and, and there is, you know, I, I, you, if you've been online, and you, if you're listening, you've probably seen The Mandalorian. There is a, an item that appears at the end of this that I think is ties us into the Clone Wars and Rebels more than you would ever know, Mike. Um, is the item you're talking about a weapon? Y- yes. Okay, the the weapon was totally new to me. It looked yeah. pretty cool. Uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming it was, um, it was an attempt to create something uh, that the good guys have that the bad guys well, also wanted. It, it is, in fact... Okay, this is full-on spoilers, but if, you, if you're listening to this, hopefully you've watched it. It is called the Darksaber. The Darksaber okay. is the a black lightsaber made by the first Mandalorian Jedi. Oh, whoa. Um, back in, in the history. This this was then passed along to Mandalore in the Clone Wars. There's a character called Pre Vizsla, who was actually voiced by Jon Favreau, um, mm-hmm. who directed The Mandalorian. And then in Rebels, uh, which is um, later, this is passed on to one of the, the main characters, uh, Sabine, um, or I think the name Sabine, uh, who then has it and like commands Mandalore, Mandalorians with this. Like whoever has it commands Death Watch, which is a group of Mandalorians who saved the Mandalorian in his flashbacks. That's that group. So this so all I'm ties guessing... together through Rebels, Clone Wars, and even Mandalore. So I'm guessing that uh, I'm guessing that saber moment would have been a really big deal for people that understood uh, that lore. To me, I was just looking at it like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. Pretty, so uh, it, it, works, it works sword. both ways there. <laughs> um, but Dave Filoni, who who used this in his other two shows, is also working on this show as well. So um, I, I think it's, I think it's just Star Wars TV is always very connected, and that and that pays uh-huh. off for it for it in the end. But you know. Um, why do we got to wait a year for season two, Mike? That's the thing. Like, I, I, all the, I think the show, ended, did it end really on a cliffhanger, I guess? I mean, he left his people behind, didn't he? It's just him and the baby going forward. Kinda, it seems almost as if the status quo has been reset. Mando yeah. is back with Baby Yoda out on an adventure. Maybe I, I, I don't even know if you could say there's less of a threat following him now because the, the bad guy is uh, is still alive, still chasing uh-huh. him, but maybe Mando thinks he's taken care of. So uh, I guess his his goal is still to find a home. Uh, for for the baby Yoda, so right. we'll have to see where I think, that goes. I think we're gonna find um, the name of the species in season two. I think it's gonna be revealed, and um, I will tell you. I mean, the what is it? The um, the the bounty hunter guild is no longer after him because he saved um, 
yeah, Carl so Weathers. Now, so. so now it's so now it's just the 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 remnants of the Empire are after or uh, after Mando. Yeah. I have to say one thing that's great about this show the the vertical integration of it all is since it's a Disney property, uh, it's not going to be cut out from underneath the the show creators. So it seems like we'll get a definitive ending for the Mandalorian at some point in time. It's mm-hmm. not just going to be canceled. So I'm curious if there is a longer arc planned already. So maybe well, the series does end when Baby Yoda is finally returned, and who knows? Maybe it's four seasons where that happens. So and you know, since he's 50 years old now, he's probably Probably not going to visually change that much by the end of the series, uh, unless they unless they age up Pedro Pascal to be an elderly man. So yeah, uh, we'll see it. We'll see how it goes. I, I'm imagining there's got there's some sort of uh, there's some sort of shot already planned where they land on the baby Yoda planet and we get to see people that look like Yoda, see people that look like babies, middle aged middle aged uh, green elf creatures. What do they look like before they're wrinkly mm-hmm. and after they're babies? So uh, who knows how long we'll have to wait for well, that? But. I will tell you right now, um, season two. Uh, we're definitely getting spoiler territory here. There are reportedly feature characters from the big screen films who are going to make appearances in season two. Hmm, okay. who, who is that? I don't know. But knowing that the main bad guy at the end of season one is uh, a moth, like a like Moff Tarkin was, you know, worked for the Empire. Mm-hmm. The rumor is that this baby Yoda species will tie into the Emperor's return for the the the, the newer movies. Um, <laughs> that like because he like they're trying to use the force from this child like figure that out to to pull back the Emperor. I don't know what I don't know what the thing is but like yeah that, that would be that would be funny if they find a way to retcon one of my biggest problems with the rise of Skywalker with probably one of my favorite Star Wars properties in recent memory <laughs> like John Favreau's like don't worry I'll fix it with my TV show yeah so <laughs> I mean we do have like what 20 something years of, of stuff to play with here um and uh I, I, that's just what the rumor is right now. We we don't know. I mean, they're already working on season two, fall twenty twenty on Disney Plus. Um, you know, turn turn tune in. I guess when it comes out, I don't know. Well, I mean, the, I don't know what else to say about season two other than I'm excited for it. You know, and I think we're gonna see those um, prison people come back in another episode. The uh, Bill Burr and his uh, crew of, of villains. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we'll do that. But the Clone Wars, if you haven't watched it, again, I always recommend it. It's all on Disney Plus right now. You can go catch them all, all six seasons. Um, and uh, season seven is set to debut February seventeenth on Disney Plus. The last season. They, you and your loved ones can celebrate pre-coital after Valentine's Day with the seventh season of the Clone Wars. Yes. Do you mean post? Yes. Pre? Post. There you go. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hold the hold that one against you. But um, it, you know that that means. Is it weekly? I assume so. Disney Plus is, tends to be a weekly thing, so um, tune. I guess tune in every Friday. It sounds like, or whatever day that is, to to catch New Clone Wars uh, on the final season. Uh, gives you some time to catch up on it. I think I might. Re- I think I might do it. I've seen them all a couple times. I might do it as background noise. So. Um, well, I, I like I like uh, streaming stuff um, when I'm uh, working out uh, because it's uh, it's hard for me to commit to music or pick music ahead of time. So I just uh, put something on uh, on the TV. So maybe I'll start watching the Clone Wars while while I uh, mm-hmm. while I'm working out. Yeah, with those new headphones you got, just yeah. pop those in, and listen to it, streaming. So uh, Clone Wars season seven, it's February seventeenth. In a surprise move, uh, Disney Plus throughout a upcoming 2020 shows. Um, which featured, you know, 
uh, some screen, uh, some quick stills for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Mandalorian season two. But they confirm that WandaVision is now a 2020 release, not a 2021 release. Hey, oh. And um, then they had another, I think, tweet later that definitely confirms that this is 2021 division. So I know this this show's in production with Falcon and Winter Soldier, so I'm I'm happy they've moved it up. And I think um, I, I don't know what that means for story wise. Is this is this a Feige plan? Is it going to change anything else? Because Loki was originally scheduled before this. But I know it's probably not in production yet. So will Loki get moved, or is this just to help alleviate the time so we get something new Marvel every week? Kind of well, um, I don't, did we get any confirmation on WandaVision's episode order? Uh, I know we we're probably ballparking between six and eight, but I, think, I know something has six. I don't remember what it was, though. Uh, I think they're all eight, but I, I, I don't know. I think Loki might have had six. Oh, well, uh, well, either 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 way you butter that bread. Uh, if Wandavision is no, getting moved, to, six. yeah, if Wandavision is getting moved to 2020, I'm assuming it's going to be at the end of 2020, like talking winter. And even though they they consider Disney Plus launching in the fall was November, which is strange to call November fall, but maybe Mandalorian will actually be coming out in the fall for season two. So as soon as we finish that eighth week of the Mandalorian, maybe we'll start the first week of uh, Wandavision. So where do you think uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier will fall then? Do you think they'll 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 not have any Star Wars Marvel overlap? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It, it seems like it's in Disney's uh, best interest to if there's going to be overlap, it would probably just be one week, you know, uh-huh. uh, just to kind of kick something off and then start something new. Uh, I'm curious what they're going to do day wise. You know, if they do overlap, do they just launch both of those episodes, both on a Friday? Like is Friday Disney Plus's day? Is that just the streaming day now? Because that was Netflix's streaming day for a while. Now Netflix just has so much stuff. You well, will see stuff come out outside ne- of Friday. Netflix's Friday, I think, works for the binger. Right, because you binge it all over the weekend, and then you talk about it Monday at work. Mm-hmm. Um, with the weekly stuff on Marvel, they could literally do any day, and and probably make it work. Uh, well, I mean, I, I just did some very simple math here. I mean, if you divide fifty-two weeks by you know eight episodes, you need about you need roughly about six uh, original series uh, to fill out your entire calendar year. And, um, and they do. We're just not watching all of them. For the show, if we, if they, we go Star Wars, Marvel, they 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 need that many. Sorry. Yeah, and you can probably cut off like two weeks at the very end too, because like I said, I I don't want to have to watch anything uh uh while I'm traveling for the holiday break. So uh that that, that would be my guess. Uh, Mando in the fall, then follow up with WandaVision. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's gonna go. I think Falcon Winter Soldier is it's less effects heavy. I mean, right? They don't have real powers, right? Um, they're just that he has a flying suit and a and a metal arm, um, uh-huh. so I think that's going to be done first. Star Wars will be second, then then Wandavision, unless they totally ignore Star Wars and like that's a different audience, and do Falcon Winter Soldier straight into Wandavision and Mando's just like in the middle of both of them. Whoa, that'd be cool. Um, because again, there may not be overlap for us. There is, and I think there's going to be a lot of overlap. But you know, I'm, I'll take either one as well. So. Um, on that note, and then the Disney Plus realm, these shows, Moon Knight is rumored to be looking to cast Daniel Radcliffe as Mark Spector, the main role. Hmm. I feel like the what I've seen recently from Radcliffe 
is uh, very humorous stuff. Uh, obviously, he's a very he was a very somber character as he uh, grew up in the Harry Potter franchise, and we we knew him to be uh, very emotional in that series. But he's been in a lot of stuff that's very comedic recently. So now I I only know like current older grown up Radcliffe as like a comedy guy, which is kind of strange to think about. So now I have to I'm trying to like dial it back in my brain to be you know. Well- this like brooding Moon Knight character, but but is he he's brooding when he's wearing the suit? But if he's got multiple personalities, there's got to be humor in there. Like yeah, in, in his head, he's always dealing with like is he like a little girl today or is he you know a mercenary person? <laughs> who's who's taking the front role of that? Not yeah, not saying Radcliffe couldn't do it. Just trying to envision it in my brain. But this is kind of a interesting casting. Uh, like like they have said a million times, Bob Iger and Kevin Feige. Uh, these these uh, streaming shows, these are going to be uh, integral parts to the MCU. These are big deals. These aren't just throwaways. Basically doing everything they, they can to say mm-hmm. this isn't going to be another Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, so uh, Daniel Radcliffe, that's a, that's a big get, I would say. Yeah, get him in on the TV show, bring him in the movies later. It's good. It's also rumored that the show will feature Dracula um, as well as Werewolf by Night, as we talked about before. Um, so these these rumors keep coming up in different circles uh, as as the show uh, progresses. So maybe this will introduce us into that, and he will Moon Knight will pop up in Blade. This is first. Oh, I love that idea, man. It does seem like they're moving towards that direction, right? Yeah. They they cast Mahershala Ali, a huge actor. Like we said, that's a big get right there to, to play this. Uh, um, a beastly uh, universe character. So, yeah, if we get uh, Moon Knight up in there, who else can we throw up in there right now? Um, uh, maybe, like, Doctor Strange? Oh, I mean, uh, for, for like, beast stuff? I mean, Doctor Strange, I think, is, like I said, it's going to tie into WandaVision. Like, that's, that the magic makes sense there, and I think Loki as well. For this, I would say, I mean, there's uh, if you're going to do Ghost Rider, this is your chance to do Ghost Rider. I mean, Marvel, you know, they, they, they took it down at TV. Why did they turn it off on the TV channel if they don't want to put them in the movies? Mm-hmm. So bring Ghost Rider right into this. Um, maybe Man-Thing as well. Ooh, that would uh, be, that, be, that'd be fun. Uh, you know, things that we, we, we don't know. Maybe Howard the Duck. No, not Howard the Duck. <laughs> uh, he was interdimensional. Him and Man-Thing had a Marvel Zombies series all to themselves where they went around to different universes. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they're going to get spooky – uh, but they're, if they're filming Moon Knight at Pinewood Studios, Daniel Radcliffe also makes a better, makes more sense as well, because that's in the UK. So, any thoughts on Moon Knight? That it? Moon Knight. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm ready for it. Ready? I want to see if they I want to see if they do that uh, Moon Knight helicopter. Yeah, the moon. Well, they, if they did the Thanos helicopter, you know, I, I agree. <laughs> Maybe we'll see that in the What If series with a Thanos copter. Um, the uh, season one. Uh, this was some of the oldest news we have on here. Season one will be ten episodes long of the What If series. Many people assumed there were going to be 23 episodes, one for every movie, right? First season, 10 episodes long, and they're already working on season two, so which will include more of these shows. So um, it sounds like they're just going to make a bunch of episodes, just release them in batches of 10. It sounds like any... I mean, I'm on board for that. I mean, I'm looking forward to this show. The, uh, this is gonna this is gonna be a fun playground, and this is this was stuff that people were always hoping that they would get, but it never really made sense in the MCU. So right, this, this is where this imaginations is can run wild. Um, Captain Carter is the first episode, um, and uh, Feige did say that this these this animated thing is longer than most of the other MCU Disney Plus shows, um, which makes sense because I don't want ten episode shows anymore. Eight is a perfect number. 
six, probably even better. Um, so I, I'm very interested to see what the other ones are. I know, like, so we got Marvel Zombies coming. What was it Black well, I mean, Panther is Star-Lord? I, I feel like this one is kind of insulated from maybe a longer episode order being draining because these are going to be just, like, kind of standalone episodes. It would be cool if maybe they found a way to bring them all together, but I think they're just going to be one-shots. They're going to be one-offs. So yeah. theoretically, it could be 20 episodes long, and I could just kind of watch the episodes well, kind of whenever I wanted, you know? I think it's going to tie in somehow because, A, they've got what was – um I want to call him Bernard, but that's his name in Westworld – um, Jeffrey Wright um, as the voice of the Watcher, and they're saying that this is part of the MCU. So I know they're just using the voice actors and the characters from that. So maybe at the end of it, like this character, the Watcher, ties into the end of Phase Four. Um, you know, multiple. I mean, Doctor Strange is dealing with multiple dimensions. Maybe, maybe they'll CGI the Watcher, but they'll keep Jeffrey Wright as the voice going forward. Hmm. As someone tying into something larger. That's an interesting idea. I forgot about the Watcher component. Um, but do we know when uh, What If is going to land on Disney Plus? Any idea? It was it was after, um, I believe, the WandaVision, um, but before Hawkeye. So huh. it's, 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 I mean, everything's coming out within 2021. So we have two years. It's within two years of this. So I assume um, probably summer of 2021. Um, right, well, but they also we'll, announced we'll... this before we had Spider-Man 3 on the calendar, um, which is summer of 2021. So we got a lot coming, man. This is mm-hmm. we got a lot on the on the on the list. And if that's you think they're going to do batches like two a week for what ifs or do you think they're going to do 10 weeks long of what ifs? Hmm. I don't know. That's a big question uh, because I feel like that's going to be my new catchphrase for 2020. That's the big question, Chris. Uh, cause yeah, you could say this is going to skew towards a younger audience. Uh, I would say, uh, just because there's just some adults out there that just don't watch animated stuff, no matter what it is. Uh, so it makes me wonder, maybe they would release these possibly earlier in the week for the younger crowd. You know, Friday night kind of seems like a, yeah. a time for adults to stream stuff. So, um, you know, maybe it could be twice a week. I, I'm, well, I'm thinking, well, maybe not twice a week, but like two episodes, like drop two at once if they're not like the full hour shows. Like, <sighs> Here's a half hour or twenty two minute cartoon. I don't know. It twice. seems it seems like it's still right now in Disney's best interest to do everything once a week mm-hmm. because then everything just still seems fresh. You're not burning through your catalog. You know, maybe in a couple of years they could start dropping stuff uh, well, they, twice I mean, at a time. Again, they are just not superhero stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so uh, yeah, I think they'll stick to once a week. Uh, okay. I mean, I don't think there's any reason to change it right now. It, it's been working for HBO, so right. I could also see them maybe doing the first couple, like the first two or three. That way it's still like an eight-week release schedule, but like you get three at once. Like, was it Runaways did that and some other TV shows do that? Like, here's your early yeah. sample. Bite onto these three. Yeah, I mean, they did it with Mando, the first two episodes on, on the first week. Uh, yeah. I, I think that was more connected to the release of Disney Plus in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Otherwise, that other one would have come out like on the New Year's and you'd have been so mad. They, uh-huh. You missed two on the. You had to watch two on the iPad. No. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna call him up. I'm gonna call. This him, ain't uh, this oh. ain't quib. This ain't quibby. I wanna watch this on my big TV. I'm calling Bobby. Bobby. Oh, Bobby. <laughs> Bobby. I. See what he says. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier again. The first show to come out uh, next year, supposedly. Uh, we'll be visiting the city of Madripoor. Are you familiar with this town? Uh, no. Okay, it's an island of Southeast Asia, and it's home to criminal X Men. Like in the comic books. Wolverine spent like 
a decade here or something under the name Patch. Like, this is very, very X-Men heavy. Like, this is in so many X-Men books. So they're already bringing these things into into you subtly. This is crazy. I mean, is this this what they're going to do? Are they going to introduce mutants this quickly already in a streaming show? I mean, mean, maybe that's the way you do it. You know, uh, we've talked about it on the show a million times, how they should introduce the X-Men. This might be a fun way to start percolating the idea. Mm -hmm. Maybe Falcon and the Winter Soldier are trying to catch down track run down um uh somebody i mean we know it's gonna be uh baron zemo's in it uh but maybe baron zemo is starting to collect maybe mutants maybe no one's calling them mutants quite yet maybe no one really knows what it is but baron zemo knows he needs some sort of superpower to go against these people and maybe he's heard of this also magipore since it's run by criminals there's no there does not extradite anybody in the comic book so like villains live here because they're Mm -hmm. safe so what if i mean again they could have super powered you know like c or d tier mutants guarding zemo because he's there now because he can't be pulled back to america to Mm -hmm. answer for his crimes um also madripoor i mean this is is a a fun fact was featured in the hawkeye um book by bat fraction which the new show should be based on so um, maybe maybe they'll tie that in there somewhere as well. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, who knows? Maybe we could be stretching a little bit much. Maybe Madripoor is going to be used just as the idea of a sanctuary for bad guys, mm-hmm. and obviously they have to send in secret agents like Falcon and the Winter Soldier to slip in and get Zemo out because he's escaped from prison, obviously somehow. Uh, and then I don't know. Who knows? Maybe later after inter- after mutants are introduced, maybe just naturally, if there's a bad guy that's a mutant, it would just go where other just bad guys are in general, which would be Madripoor. But yeah, I I do kind of like the idea of slowly seeding the idea of mutants. Yeah. Maybe that's like the maybe that's the season finale cliffhanger of Falcon and the Winter Soldier of like somebody has mutant it, powers. Is this where like, they where introduce you... Wolverine as the character Patch? Well, and they just, that, you just don't know it. That would be insane. Just because you would have to just you would be totally re rewriting the lore of Wolverine to make that work. Which ultimately that might be. Of something you have to do just to fit Wolverine into the MCU well, because he's a legacy character that's just been around for so but, long. But so it, if mutants are new, but, but it's weird. maybe maybe it's not new. Maybe he's just been living there for years. I mean, it, it's not rewriting because I mean that is part of his history. We just never touched on it in any other movie. But yeah, but if if he's been living there for years, are you saying just the character of uh, of yeah. Logan has been there and he doesn't have his powers yet. Well, well he he could have powers. I don't know. We're, we're just going to see. So I guarantee you we see someone with an eye patch, and we're all going to think it's it's Wolverine. <laughs> that I think if we, awards are going to reveal someone with a, an eye patch at the end, uh, and it's going to be hope maybe Wolverine. I don't know. There's an idea here because he Chris Claremont's Wolverine series in the in the eighties like was here the entire time that series went on. So I, I feel I feel like if you want to slowly introduce mutants with a character, I feel like. You don't have to go super niche, but I feel like you got to avoid the big characters. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't want to see a scene where somebody picks up a metal spoon without touching it because it's just like no, no, no. We we've, we've well, had plenty Matrix. of Magneto. <laughs> you know, I'm almost thinking like maybe use a character that is an X Men but not as like forefront. Maybe Beast. Maybe somebody could just be a scientist Juggernaut. that like. After they, at, <laughs> or yeah, it could be Juggernaut. Maybe it's after villain, they. It's gonna be villains. That's what. That's yeah. What. 
I'm I'm still pushing the theory that when people came back from the blip, some people were mutated. So maybe they're just like, yeah, I came back from the blip. You know, I thought I was fine, and then I turned into X, Y, and Z, and now I can do these things. So I, I think that's going to be the direction they go. I think that's too blatant because every time I think, oh, this is what Marvel's going to do, they fucking slap us in the face and we're looking the other way. I mean, I would I would welcome a surprise. I mean, uh, I, being right isn't always fun just because you see it I, coming a mile away. And I don't I think that that's what they try to do is make us think we're going to go one way and not because I remember predicting Infinity War and Endgame we were way off on both <laughs> yeah. of those. So, I mean, they could I mean, they could do exactly what a comic book fan maybe would want them to do and maybe Wanda like I think you've brought this up before, Wanda does the opposite. She doesn't say no more mutants maybe at the end of her streaming show she creates mutants with some yeah. sort of strange wish or something, who knows. Yeah. I mean, Phase 4 is only 2 years long and we're in one of the 2 years. So, uh, we're gonna we're gonna see some stuff happen, I think, and and X Men could be one of those in in the show. Agents of Shield, like you mentioned, uh, is ending this the final season this summer, uh, and season place looks to be taking partial place in the the 30s. I thought this was the 20s. I'm like, oh look, they're 100 years ago, but it, it's apparently the 30s. Mm. Uh, I mean, I watched the I watched the premiere of the previous season or the second to last season, yeah. and I didn't continue on from there. I mean, just because. There's so much out there to watch. You know, I fell off of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. so many times now, so maybe I'll get around to it eventually. So uh, the last I checked, Coulson was dead, and the actor uh, was playing a uh, a bad guy that also looked like Coulson from uh-huh. another dimension, I think. So is Coulson no, a good guy again? They, What's going they, on here? <laughs> it's not him. It's it's got like a it's got like a new Coulson with the memories of the old Coulson is how I think the other season. I didn't watch it either because not because <laughs> I don't like S.H.I.E.L.D., but like you mentioned, we are in a world where we can literally not watch the things that are mediocre or bad anymore. Mm-hmm. Like we have so many good options. We don't have to watch the the mediocre things. So um, I think see, the last season's now on Disney+. Plus. I can I can crank through that pretty quick um, and, and get there. But, I mean, 30s, time travel, they went to the future for one season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Now they're going back to the past. So how will they end up? How will the show wrap up its inconsequential run? at the end of it, Mike. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to make some purists out there start cringing at me with their entertainment, but maybe it wouldn't be a bad idea to have that uh, that 1.5x speed option on yeah. streaming services because if I could if I could watch a 40-minute episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. maybe in like 25 minutes and pretty much get all the information and just everybody's talking a little bit faster, maybe that's how I would prefer what? to watch it because it's just like I just want to know what happens. You know, I don't necessarily want to commit all the time to it. Right. Well, because they're – well, it was only like a 13-episode season, I think, right, last season? Yeah. Which is great, because when it was 23, I was like, God damn, these filler episodes. Mm-hmm. Pretty rough. So maybe maybe 13's not too bad. Maybe I can... I remember watching the first one, so I only got 12 more to go. That's not bad. I can do this by the summer, Mike. It's like it's like a New Year's resolution, right? I'm just going <laughs> to... Gonna put consume it on more media. Con- consume the, the shields, because I stuck with it. <laughs> I've stuck with it since it started. and didn't give up. That's fine. However, you may have some more choices coming up, Mike, because Fox's Marvel movies are starting to make their way to Disney Plus in the U.S. now. Yeah, uh, I saw this. All the X-Men ones are pretty much everywhere else but here. Uh, however, they have gone ahead and added uh, the second Fantastic Four movie, uh, Rise of the Silver Surfer, to our catalogs <laughs> here in the U.S. I'll put my tinfoil Silver Surfer hat uh, and shout a conspiracy theory here where... 
this is stupid, but maybe like, are they testing the grounds to see uh, what the appetite for the character of Silver Surfer is? Because this does seem like an odd addition to add to the catalog. You know, who knows? Maybe this is maybe this is just we're beefing up the catalog. We're putting in literally whatever we can, whatever we get the rights back to stuff. Because I saw an article the other day where um, just when you thought they had owned stuff, it goes back to other services. Because mm-hmm. uh, now the Home Alone movies have exited Disney Plus, even though those are Fox movies and Disney owns Fox. Yeah, because there's still these legacy licensing agreements that have to uh, that have to end. So I believe Home Alone will be coming back to Disney Plus, Fox Disney permanently whenever that licensing agreement is over. I just don't I don't know what that well, date on that is. So maybe this is just fantastic for like, yeah, the licensing agreement's over. We can just slap it on the service. Well, that then that's exactly what it is because the real the original the original Fantastic Four is surprisingly on hulu which is also owned by disney but is shared with stars so um when stars is up it will come back i guarantee it'll come back here um the same i don't know if anyone wants to watch the 2015 fantastic four but it is um it is on um direct tv uh as well so um for streaming so if you really want to suffer through that thing (laughs) <laughs> I I forgot the first Fantastic Four or the newest one has a nine percent Rotten Tomato score, uh, which wow. is about eight percent higher than I expected at the end of the day. Um, so if I go on the uh, I'm in the Disney Plus app right now and I'm in the Marvel section, so this is just all things Marvel. And I'm just curious, like, it, it seems like the Silver Surfer would have to be in this section, right? Because it's a Marvel movie? Or are they considering this, like, a Fox movie? Well, and, they don't and, have a Fox section. I think it's under Marvel. Which is just, I mean, I guess Marvel, uh, in my head I was thinking the Marvel section was very pure, but really if you go in it, there's a bunch of, like, there's a bunch of uh, odds and ends of animated stuff, there's, like, shorts, uh, but I can tell you right now, just uh, scrolling through these couple of sections that they have, Marvel through the years, they have a Spider-Verse section, they have a mini-adventures section, uh, I believe these are all curated and they're featured, I'm not seeing the Silver Surfer in any of them, so uh, I guess technically it is marvel but they're just not putting it in any of the featured categories yeah yeah, yeah exactly and that's i mean if you go through some of the stuff again they have the both fantastic four cartoons in here uh under the series and specials if they're going to include inhumans in this they can put any fucking marvel thing <laughs> they want in here because that, that thing's awful and i love black bolt um so yeah if you just do a search probably if you go through what what, what do they have i mean if you click movies, probably I'm, I've got the web version pull up here. Just kind of the the Marvel section is going to be very confusing in twenty more years when there's yeah. even more movies. So it's just like wait, wait, Dad, which uh, Silver Surfer movie well, do I watch? Which Fantastic Four movie do I watch, Mom? Do I watch the 2014 the, one? Do I watch the which one am I, I supposed think, to I watch? Th- I think you don't give anybody <laughs> credit uh, in that. Like you just assume they're stupid. But I, I think I think they'll figure it out. But like you know, this is a again a streaming service. Well, we wish it was a purist streaming service. They'll probably make playlists. I mean, they've made playlists on here, didn't they? Uh, on the home, if you go down and uh, click, um, The Simpsons has it. The Simpsons predicted the future. They have a whole playlist dedicated to this. I mean, that's uh, that's a that's a feature that I think Netflix still needs to make a playlist. Yeah. So that'll be that'll be helpful. Disney will need that. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Um, I don't know exactly where to find it, but I know it's in here. Uh, so if you want to catch that on there, I think the X-Men movies are next. I think once those rights are cleared up in America, wherever they may be, we'll, we'll see them in here um, as well. But if you want to catch Rise of the Silver Surfer, um, what's his name? I can't think of the actor who plays the Silver Surfer. 
He's in every Guillermo del Toro film because uh, he's always. Oh, in makeup. Are, you, are you talking about like the the tall, skinny, lanky guy? Yeah, yeah. He's in um um the Halloween movie with the three witches, and now I feel dumb not thinking the Sanderson sisters. Um, Hocus Pocus. He's the boyfriend yeah, the- who gets brought up and has this mouth stitched. He he played that hey. guy as well. There you go. But anyway, but speaking of things. New Mutants, Mike. I know you don't think this is happening, but guess what? Trailer tomorrow. No. At 6 a.m. No. No. This is impossible. You're lying to me. Uh, Nope. And uh, the 6 a.m. time was confirmed by a post from the New Mutants Twitter account uh, not three or four hours ago. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait to watch this. I got to know what they're doing. Like, is the tone of the movie changing? Are they going to change the story at all? Uh, are they just going to try to pivot as far away from Marvel this as possible? is the original movie, per Josh Boone, uh, who tweeted that the trailer was coming Monday as well. He said, this is the original movie I filmed. No alterations is coming out, and the trailer for it is coming out this Monday. Well, that makes me think if if the director is saying, this is the movie I intended to make... That makes me think that maybe Marvel doesn't care what this movie is because it's not going to affect anything that mm-hmm. Feige is uh, creating or putting on his whiteboard. So Feige's probably just like, yeah, just do it, do whatever yeah. you want. It doesn't so, matter. You're, we, uh, we're sorry to say this. You're probably not going to be making another one. But, you know, we like you as a director. So now that you're in the we, Disney family, maybe maybe direct it, something else in the future yeah, for us. Yeah, put them on a TV show later. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they get big directors to do hour-long. I I never I never thought about this outcome, to be honest. I never thought, like, this could free up Marvel and Disney to let them do literally whatever they wanted with this movie because it's going to be a one-time thing. So, man, this is going to be strange. I can't <laughs> wait. I've never been so excited to watch a trailer. The The last X-Men movie uh, from Fox, The Remnants, is, is, is still coming in four <laughs> Chris, months. Chris, I have... I have, a, I have a question I have to ask you. So people out there might know that Chris has a Plex server that he's been very, very nice to share with me. And I have to ask you, why is Dark Phoenix on your Plex server? Do you want Comple- to rewatch it for com- some reason? Completionist. <laughs> I'm a completionist. Okay. I own uh, Apocalypse on, on, on disc for my collection, Mike. It, it's, it's a completionist thing. I have to have it. You, you asked me this while I have thousands, or not thousands, hundreds <laughs> of Funko Pops around me. Um, well, I, it just seemed like you you just wanted it digitally available for to stream on the go in case you wanted to get a little bit of Dark Phoenix while it, you're waiting in the drive through line, you know? If you watch, <laughs> if you go through a lot of that library, there's a lot of stuff on there I will never watch. Um, <laughs> but again, I, I share this with a few select people, and sometimes it's not about me. Um, but I'm a completionist. If I'm going to have all the X-Men movies in a playlist, you're going to have all the X-Men movies in a playlist, Mike. <laughs> so, uh, the movie is confirmed to have a PG-13 rating, uh, which, ah, boo. which, which was, uh, again, initially the plan uh, per Josh Boone, but that also makes it nice and easy if they do want to pivot this into anything MCU-related. At all. All right, all right, because all right. What, I mean, what if it's a, it's a, this is a multiverse they reference in Doctor Strange as a fun little reference? You know, they, they got that option now. So, um, unlike Venom, if it goes, well, Venom was R rated the first time, Venom 2, and we'll see what that does. But there you go. New Mutants, Mike, tomorrow. We're going to have to, our, our, our group chat's going to be lit up tomorrow around, <laughs> around, uh, so 6 a.m. I think that might be Pacific because most things hit 9 a.m. my time. Yeah, I was going to say 3 a.m. my time. That's when, that's, yep, that's strange. That's weird. Uh, so we'll, we'll be talking about tomorrow morning for sure. So I'm, I'm excited for that. Uh, on t- on top of other things, we get to take a look at Black Widow will get an exclusive look during the national championship football game on January thirteenth. 
Uh, All right. Not quite the Super Bowl, but it's the closest thing to it. So Yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly what they're considering an exclusive look, but usually when we've gotten like Marvel trailers or sneak peeks during football games, it's they're usually 30 seconds, but usually they're a, they're a uh, consequential 30 seconds. There's something in there that you can actually take away from it. Uh, so um, it's too yeah, early for ticket sales. I think I think it, it maybe lead to an online full trailer. Hmm, possibly. Uh, uh, I, I'll look forward to this. Uh, n- uh, noticingly, this isn't the Super Bowl that we're talking about. So maybe Marvel is going to bring or Disney is going to bring something else to the Super Bowl. Um, I mean, uh, first look. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe the Eternals. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a, a Ghostbusters trailer too, just because mm-hmm. uh, that seems like something uh, the Boomers would like to see but that's not Disney. Uh, during during their football game. Yeah, but you know, just trailers oh, in general. I can't wait to. I mean, that's probably going to be our next episode. I think we're going to get a confirmation of all these football trailers now that the playoffs are going on. Uh, we're we're going to see that, especially. I think what the Patriots lost yesterday. Yeah, everyone, saw was that. Up, everyone was up in arms or something about sports ball. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but the trailers are coming. I need to start making my plans for my snacks and how I'm going to watch this starting oh, next snack week. plans. Oh yeah, I gotta. I'm gonna do a free trial to some sort of something. Or what I should just do is I really just need to buckle down and just buy a digital antenna for my TV because this is. I mean, this is all just on like local channels. So mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm actually. Um, I've written a commercial that will be in our local Super Bowl. Uh, this year on the, on the local channel, so I'm very Look excited at about that. that. Yeah, moving Good up for in the you, world. Chris. Moving up, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, it will, according to Kevin Feige, will feature new MCU MCU characters making their debut, and he says we will not expect or guess who they are. So I assume anyone magic related is out of the the norm here. Hmm. Okay. New MCU characters. It makes me think that. I you know I don't think Feige would you know stretch the truth just to kind of get more out of it. Uh, but he did tell he, us he, the name of Endgame wasn't said in Infinity War, <laughs> and they said Endgame. So I don't believe anybody now. Okay, but I mean, uh, he might just be saying we're gonna make new characters that'll persist beyond this show. So he might not be saying, oh, we're adding like new superheroes to this show, and you'll see them fighting again. It could just be like, oh, the next door neighbor that lives next to Wanda, maybe she's gonna show up in another show, or she's gonna be a more persistent character. Well, if they're making their debut, I don't think it'll be someone that we saw in WandaVision. I think. I think you know who I think this is. Hmm. Namor, which is our Whoa. next topic. Do you really think that, or were you just looking for a I'm actually really think <laughs> this. Because there are rumors that, you know, we've, we've had multiple rumors of Namor the past 12 months or more, right? He's, is he going to show up in Black Panther? Was that little underwater earthquake in Endgame a reference to Namor? Um, he's actually, um, uh, Atlantis is featured on the map in The Incredible Hulk. Um, uh-huh. Or not Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2. Um, so... I think Namor, you know, he doesn't exist in the MCU that we know of. We will probably know about water people after the, the, you know, the snap kind of thing. What if this is a chance to introduce a Namor in another dimension? I mean, he's, I mean, he's obviously returned to Marvel because he was a Fox character. I mean, there was some, I would say that there was some litigation out there who he belonged to, but now it's, it's obvious, right? No, he didn't belong to Fox. He belonged to Universal. Because Namor is a Fantastic Four character, but he's also a mutant, but he was also one of the first comic book characters. So he's got, like, his hands in everything. Um, 
Marvel did not own the distribution rights for Namor and the Hulk. And the rumor today for this year, since it's a new year, is that they've gained them back from Universal from like 2015 or something like that. Mm, um, I mean, we, this I, is why Hulk never got another solo film because they would have to get yeah. Universal's approval to do it. Yeah, I would say uh, Disney, it worked out really, really well for Disney and Marvel that they had to be creative within the box of the characters that they had. Because if the MCU kicked off where they had everybody, you know, Kevin Feige is a great producer, but who knows, maybe he could have been too overwhelmed and would have been forced to develop all of these really well-known characters ahead of time, and we wouldn't have the MCU we have today. So maybe it's a good thing that Disney just got back these distribution rights, because who knows, maybe would not have gotten Thor Ragnarok, which had a great version of the Hulk in it. So... Um, all of these uh, rights coming back to Disney now, maybe now is the best time for them to have them. So I'm not sad that they didn't have them for a while. Um, I mean, obviously, Namor is very marketable. They got to they gotta be looking at Jason Momoa. They got to be looking at all this underwater stuff and go, there's money under the surface. There's money on that ocean floor, and we want it. Mm, so but- I guess if they wanted to be unique that's a smart idea to kick off their name or on the streaming service. Cause that sets them apart from DC doing it on the big screen. Well, and they've already said this streaming stuff could make it to the big screen eventually. This, so they this can is not a streaming there. service at all. I'm saying he's going to be in Dr. Strange, which is a movie. Oh, I thought you were talking about, um, uh, WandaVision. No, gotcha. no, no. Namor will be in Dr. Strange is my, 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 my thought process. Black Panther, you know, phase five, you know, how do we, how do we get Namor into this? he will probably work better as a character in another movie than by himself as well. Maybe. uh, I mean, Atlantis, maybe Atlantis kind of, they're doing this thing where it kind of is anchored in our real life where people think Atlantis like disappeared or got washed under the water. Uh, Maybe uh, there was some sort of dimensional thing that happened centuries ago that made Atlantis vanish. And during whatever this multiverse madness happening during the movie, maybe Atlantis is kind of, uh, comes back from this pocket dimension and they're all pissed off because like, hey, what happened to us? What happened to the world? Everything changed while we were gone, but we're still under the water. I don't know. There could be well, something fun happening there. And Atlantis in the in Marvel Universe <clears throat> was sunk from things that happened by the Eternals thousands of years ago. Oh, so okay. we may see Atlantis sink or disappear in the Eternals for him to come back later. Either way, I like the idea of bringing in Namor because he's yeah. like, uh, would you call him like a chaotic neutral if you were looking kind of at that uh, D&D oh, chart? Very, very much chaotic uh, yeah. neutral because he, he will swing back and forth. Sometimes he's on the X-Men and sometimes he's on, you know, the Defender or the, yeah, the original Defenders team. And then he's like, no, kill all the people on the earth. Like the sea yeah, people have. He's priority. very much, he's like looking out for his kingdom. He's looking out for himself. He's kind of like a no nonsense type of guy. So I, I love the idea of this character coming in where like no one's really going to be able to reason with him. He, he's, you just kind of got to hope his desires align with what, with what you're trying to do. So I'm really looking forward to this type of character. I hope they cat, I think the casting will, will be really exciting to see who they pick for this. Yeah, I, I agree. And then this, he adds another element of a kingdom. Um, and if we're getting Doctor Doom on a third kingdom, a fourth if you include you know Asgard, mm-hmm. like how many the the rise of kingdoms yet again in the MCU may cause problems for Black Panther. And so. you know what? When it comes to Hulk distribution, also, um, I wonder if there was a loophole possibly where 
they where Disney Plus could have made a Hulk streaming show. Now, I don't know if She-Hulk is technically in that contract that Universal had, like all Hulk characters or what exactly is going on there. Um, but maybe uh, Disney was just like, well, if we can't make a Hulk movie, we'll just make a Hulk streaming show. So maybe this helps them get uh, the Hulk well, proper into the She-Hulk show. I don't know. Well, no one watched the Hulk movies. Do you do you even consider in- watching The Incredible Hulk when you watch your MCU movies? Well, I mean, there's really not a whole lot of incentive to do it because it's not even the same actors really anymore. The only the only real carryover is General Ross right. <laughs> for the most part. Right. And and because of this deal with Universal, they they probably I mean uh, there's there's a lot of problems there. So I don't think the Hulk is interesting by himself. I think he works better in a, a team or a duo environment, much like Thor. Mm-hmm. Like he did in Thor Ragnarok, or how he worked well, in Endgame. Well, I mean, what they could do is they could just make another Hulk movie still, and they like they're doing with all this other stuff. Make it a team up, make it a duo. You right. know, it could we could really talk about what it's what what it's like Bruce but, having this power and this but, dichotomy of being big. And exactly, all but I wouldn't put Hulk in the title and expect expect it to sell tickets. I th- I think at this point they can sell anything. I don't. Uh, I I think it would be a nice way to kind of uh, flesh out their uh, title cards when they splash it on a big but, projector. But now, but now Hulk's he's smart name up Hulk. there. What, what do we do with the, What do we do with the Smart Hulk? Well, we'll figure it out. Yeah. So there, there's a lot more now change than there was before. I just don't think Hulk is the the draw. But if they wanted to, they can. So we got that. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. James Gunn's making noise on wherever he is this week past couple weeks um the uh the the he said that there will be no new characters added uh, he has not added any yet to guardians of the galaxy volume 3 they're the same ones at the end of in game that they were last time he did this yeah i think i think uh gun is very much uh, tied up with suicide squad right now just because you got to follow him on social media most specifically instagram because every once in a while he'll do a q a on instagram and when i was traveling over the holidays had some downtime i was just looking through his q a and he's he's uh, he's pretty nice uh he says um he says he gets like thousands of questions so he really has to go through and like filter and do a lot of scrolling to kind of answer and they're all uh, the, the same one do you know that like when when do we see the Suicide Squad. When do we see Guardians 3? Yep, exactly. So uh, sometimes there's really fun gems in there, so it's good to kind of click through. But you do kind of get the feeling that he kind of is getting... or he probably already is really annoyed with the fan base but he really likes these characters and likes making this stuff so he just kind of puts up with all of the all of the onslaught of just like when's the next guardians movie coming out give it to me already we already know you're doing adam warlock where is he show me adam where's the concept art who are you casting it's just like he's not going to answer this he's not going to do any of this now he's not going to reveal any of this crucial information on instagram so i think when i was looking through the q a somebody asked him an adam warlock question and then uh, he said, "We I never said Adam Warlock's name in the last Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Don't expect to see Adam Warlock. I don't think that's any sort of confirmation that we're not going to see him. I think he just doesn't have the patience right now. He's just like, no, I'm not talking about Adam Warlock. I'm busy making a Suicide Squad movie. It's not even out yet. I haven't even promoted it yet. Wait until my next movie's out before we start talking about well, you know Guardians. He did put the picture of the third Volume 3 script up once, right? I mean before he had all the trouble or after he had all this trouble or whatever. So he has ideas. He could be holding them back. But, I mean, also at the same time, you know, Guardians 2 ended in 2014. And by the time he gets back to them, it'll be 2023, 2024, 20, whenever the real time will happen again. 
So, like, what has changed in the galaxy, you know, since yeah. then? I mean, he's even got there... Captain Marvel to play with at this point. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it and makes me wonder... It makes me wonder how he wants to deal with, like, the time jump. Are all of our Guardians still going to be together when the first scene starts? Or are they going to... Is it going to be, like, a getting the gang back together type story? They're all together at the end of Endgame with Thor, Mm -hmm. except for for Gamora. But like you said, you know, there's still going to be a time... There's still going to be a little bit of time overlap because that was 20... That was 2019, so what, it could be five... 2023 at the end of Endgame. They jump forward five years. Oh, yeah, they do do that. So I guess technically they could do a no time jump by the time Guardians comes out. They're going to have to go find Gamora, win her back over, whatever. I think this is a chance for them to rebuild the Nova Corps and introduce Nova. I think that's that's a great idea. But there's a lot of questions about this movie, and he's not going to give us anything. Yeah, you're going to have to wait. Yeah, just wait until. And Suicide Squad seems to be shaping up really fun. Yeah, yeah. no, no bad news about that. No news is good news. That's for yeah, sure. I, 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 th- I actually took a screenshot of one of his Q&As from not the most recent one, uh, but it was the one before that, that uh, he was originally considering Zachary Levi for Star-Lord. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess just uh, when push came to shove, they decided to go with uh, Chris Pratt in kind of like the final hour. But uh, uh, he still really liked Zachary Levi, and James Gunn actually recommended him to um, to the people making Shazam. So we can, uh, uh, if you're all Zachary Levi fans out there like I am now, uh, we, can sh- we can give a little bit of credit to James Gunn for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a lot of good stuff coming out of there. I'm excited for the next Thor outing, so we'll see how this ties into Guardians. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder begins filming this August in Australia if it's not done burnt down by the time August rolls around. Yikes. I'm on a big uh, uh, Taika Waititi kick right now because I just watched uh, Jojo Rabbit uh, from uh, from uh, Chris's Plex server, and it was uh, it was fun. It was great. I love Taika Waititi, so obviously I'm on board for Love and Thunder. Yep. Now, Natalie Portman's back. Uh, again, we've talked about it. We want Beta Ray Bill. Is this a chance to bring him into it? Uh, I don't know. Uh, how do we get Mjolnir back? Because that's what was handed to Natalie Portman on stage, not that not count. Stormbreaker. So mm-hmm. uh, we've got we've got some options here. So uh, big questions, but if it's filming in August, I think we're gonna start seeing some production stuff uh, sooner than later. Maybe some announcements. Deadpool three is in works at Disney per Ryan Reynolds. I didn't think this was a question. I just don't know what they're gonna do with it. Do they just keep it going the way it has been? I think yes. Yeah, I think I have the same opinion on Deadpool as the I think the last time we talked about it. The only thing that has changed is this has been confirmed now. Yeah. So to recap, standalone Deadpool movies rated R. That's how they should be. Team up movies PG thirteen. Uh, that's just that's just how it is. That's okay with me. If they if they team them up, um, I don't know if they will. If they do, I don't think they'll do X Force. But if they do Deadpool three and call it X Force, that'd be interesting. Um, but you know, what's, what's the villain? I think they need to, to, to work out one is good. Two is, is good. I'm really, really disappointed in cable and two, how can they ensure, you know, they, they do something good for the third time out. He's a, he's, he's a wall. He's a third wall breaking character by fourth wall breaking <laughs> character, but he lost the wall when he got bought by Marvel, Chris. Yeah. Uh, he's, he, that is just his character down to his very core. So just maybe he doesn't make sense in a streamlined, uh, MCU flick that's pushing yeah. the, the phases forward. 
maybe if he ends up in a PG-13 Marvel movie, maybe it's just going to be with, like, a random character. Like, maybe he could be in, like, an Ant-Man movie or something because, like, you know, Ant-Man, you know, uh, Paul Rudd, that character is very um, uh, very comedy-based. But I don't think we're going to see him, like, palling around with, like, Captain Marvel yeah. or anything like that. So just, just uh, manage your expectations. <laughs> exactly. I mean, he can't break the fourth wall in an MCU movie because then that breaks... The whole MCU. Yeah, the whole MCU. <laughs> now, however, does he show up as a cameo in Doctor Strange going through multiverses? Yeah, that could be it. Or you have the advantage of a character could show up in his movie and he could still break the fourth wall. And it's okay yeah. because it almost just seems like – I don't really know how to say it's it. It's sticky. just like – yeah, it's just it's just a joke. It's a farce and it's supposed to be that way. Yeah. So don't get your panties in a bunch of Deadpool doesn't show up in the official like MCU timeline, you know? Like, oh, I don't know where to place his movies and now I don't know my watch order. It's just like just get just over it. Just watch Deadpool 1, <laughs> 2, and 3. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But get Hugh Jackman back for three. That's what I want to yeah, see. Yeah, Hugh break, Jackman. Break, put him actually in there instead of a cutout of his face. Do like an do like an old man Wolverine where he's just like he's just like in a wheelchair. He can't really fight or yeah, something. Or, That'd be funny. Or or don't take the end of X Men Origins Wolverine and put in the new Deadpool over the old one, like they did. <laughs> or two, which was pretty funny, but I mean. What would be really funny? I mean, I don't think the director of Logan would want this just because Logan just ended so perfectly. But I would love it if just in Deadpool's next movie, he just walks up to that pile of rocks and pulls his dead body out of it. That'd be really. Oh, funny. Oh, now he pees on it. Oh, Kelvin and Hobbs style. There you go. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's just options here, but it's coming in from Disney, and like I said, hopefully they just keep it the same. If it ain't broke, don't mm-hmm. don't fix it. Venom 2 is looking to add possibly Tom Holland as a Spider-Man cameo uh, in this. Again, uh, we've got Andy Serkis directing it. Um, What's his name? Uh, Playing Carnage. Uh, Woody Harrelson. Uh, Tom Hardy's back. Do they put him in there? Is this one of those things that you were talking about? You can put more characters in an R-rated movie than try to bring an R-rated character into a PG-13 universe? Uh is this even relevant? I don't know. Uh, this just seems like a juice in the ticket sales to me. Because uh, if it's a cameo, it's you know, are they even are they gonna put it in the trailer? Or they, would they do it just to sell an extra ticket? Uh, I, I'm more optimistic on Venom too, like I said before, because Circus is directing it. But just leave it detached from Spider Man, mm-hmm. you know, just because I just don't make like a the good first movie one. <laughs> first. Don't connect it to something. That's what Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man two. My my fear is. They're going to put stuff in the trailer that's in the end credit scene that's like setting uh-huh. up the next movie where it's Spider-Man and Venom for Venom Three. Like, don't do that. Just uh-huh. I hopefully this is just people talking and not anything real. Yeah, one thing that's great about Tom Holland's Spider-Man movies is uh, just like I said earlier with uh, Marvel having to be created within a box. Uh, we've had previous Spider-Man movies that have used a lot of really popular characters, so now it's forcing uh, Marvel to do things that we haven't done yet, which is great because it's new, it's fresh and creative. That's that that's what gets us Mysterio. That's what gets us the Vulture. I mean, we saw Venom in Spider-Man three, so we don't necessarily have to go back to Venom right away or maybe even if ever so um new stuff i want new stuff yeah. new 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 and, and venom has a plethora of options especially with carnage you don't need spider-man quite yet so mm-hmm. keep keep it up another tom holland news uncharted loses yet another director i think this is like the third or fourth one at this point uh travis knight the who was doing bumblebee uh he, he was, was excited excited for this right mm-hmm. um but because of the new added spider-man 3 um 
close to home or whatever it's going to be called um, has to push this movie back so Travis Knight would have to depart for the, the uh, filming schedule. I liked Bumblebee, and it feels like Uncharted has the poss- has the capability of being a successful video game movie, but also at the same time, if it never gets made, I'm not too upset just because I'm working my way. I'm almost done with all of the Uncharted games. There's five of them. One of them's kind of a spin-off, so I'm just playing the mainline one. So almost done with the fourth game, and they're they're pretty much movies all on their own. Amazing voice acting, great storytelling, amazing cutscenes. Even like the way that they do cinematography with the gameplay, it's like you're already playing a movie. Uh, but the the bonus of this was going to be we were going to see like a younger Nathan Drake, I believe. Yeah, Tom Holland of, is Nathan of Drake. what Tom Holland was going to be. So that could have been really fun to kind of see him learning his basically parkour and climbing skills i guess yeah. uh that could have been fun so the movie's, movie's still on it's just new director yeah well i mean that's what they were saying about uh taika's um akira movie and then yeah. that kind of got that kind of got lost so uh well, it's, it's still, we'll still slated we'll, we'll see we'll, we'll we'll see what happens yeah but um yeah i mean that's not bad that's like one of the best case scenarios for losing a director uh not like creative differences <laughs> uh just like, yeah dude, i suppose can't make it work uh, have my people call your people in great news for Mike uh, the original animated series of Avatar The Last Airbender is rumored to return to Netflix this year Ooh. it is on Netflix in every other country I think but America right now uh-huh. and they are talking about making it the remastered Blu-ray versions that just came out uh, being the streaming ones that would be ideal I own the remastered Blu-rays but as I've said a million times before I don't always like getting up off the couch and changing discs you lazy all the time <laughs> so but also at the same time uh, I still feel like if you own the Blu-ray you're probably getting ultimately better quality because you're gonna get a you're gonna get a compression through whatever streaming service you use no matter what in some way so I would assume if you want the purest version of this amazing series which I think everybody absolutely should watch uh, you can buy the Blu-rays, and also you get some uh, special features on there. But uh, Nickelodeon's, they, they've been uh, cozying up with Netflix as of recently because they just kind of signed off on a new deal together. But also CBS and Viacom just uh, re-merged, and Viacom and is a, Nickelodeon is a Viacom property. So who knows? I could see Avatar The Last Airbender coming back to Netflix for maybe a couple of years and then leaving again. So if you are on Netflix and you see Avatar The Last Airbender pop up and it's in front of you, just start watching it because you might lose the ability if you wait too long. Well, they are doing, Netflix is doing their live action series, right? And um, uh-huh. I was online and, and I saw the rumored is what, 14 million budget we said this episode? Per episode? Yeah, I mean... If 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 the if the rumors are true, that's a pretty good that's a pretty good number. I mean, that's talking like later seasons of Game of Thrones budget right mm-hmm. there. And this show needs a big budget. I mean, this is very much um, a special effects driven show. Uh, you have you're gonna have lots of very magical sets. The world is very vast. They do the it's a road show basically. What the cartoon is is they're traveling all over the place. Every week you're in a new area, and then everybody's got powers. Every Everybody's bending different elements, lots of fire. Uh, there's lightning sometimes, water, rocks mm-hmm. moving. So uh, I, I'm glad but, to see, if this rumor's true, I'm glad to see that uh, they're putting the money towards doing it. And, and have you seen the live action movie? 
Uh, no, oh. I'm like I there. I'm so torn because I do want to witness how bad it is, but I just don't want it seared in my brain. Well, I I saw it in theaters. Um, <laughs> I, I I haven't seen the TV show, so I'm I'm in a whole different audience. Like I have nothing to to ba- wow, base yeah. this on. Um, I will tell you, effects are good in this movie, but effects do not make the movie good. <laughs> um, <laughs> you have to have a good story. You have to have a good. Everyone in, involved has to be invested in the original series. And I don't think anyone who made the movie was, and it shows. But the effects yeah. are still good. So whether they put $14 million towards effects, I hope they put a lot of it into crafting the right story and doing everything right rather yeah. than just saying, hey, our water and fire looks good. So. Yeah, and this is almost nearly the opposite too because the original showrunners for the animated show are doing the live-action series. And I would love, if anybody else knows um, – this has ever happened before i would love to know so this is almost just like hey we've told our story in the medium of animation now we're going to tell it in the medium of live action but also i would hope that they mature it up i think they've said also that they want to be a little bit more mature with it it too and it can't be the same if it's just like a recreation of the that like they don't need to be involved you know so if it's their story like what what kind of jump when they jump to live action what kind of things do they change and and how do they make it not essentially a live action version of the yeah the it's it's going to be really interesting to see what they do because obviously I'm sure that they there are things that they could not do due to the age restrictions and it was a cartoon show that was being sold to kids so they could probably do darker storylines maybe one off stories where you know there's like a there's an episode where like um they're trying to save a town from being flooded. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe before that, we see a previous town that was flooded and a bunch of dead floating bodies. You're not going to see that on a cartoon show, but yeah, I'm really curious. Do they follow the exact same story? Where do they deviate? Are they going to end up? Because the nice thing about Avatar: The Last Airbender, it has a definitive conclusion. It's a great thing to watch because once you get to the end of it, you feel great. You've completed this saga, so there is an ending in sight for sure. So. Do they change the ending? Do they go off on a different direction? Mm-hmm. Are they just gonna are they just gonna go on a detour to make the series a little different and then come back? I don't know. I just hope it's good. I it it absolutely it, has to be good. It's <laughs> only three seasons, and each season is a book based on in one of the four ele- three of the four elements. So do they do three seasons? Yeah. I mean and, and, yeah, and keep do, it the do, same like books kind of thing. Yeah, I mean there there's a little bit of a cliffhanger at the end of the uh, at the end of the series, uh, but they kind of pick up on it a little bit in the next series, The Legend of Korra, kind of, but not really. So maybe they maybe in season two, it's where the series ends and they keep going on and at it. Well, I don't know. Who knows with Netflix? Things usually don't last more than three seasons, and it yeah. looks like this series is going to be expensive. Plus, they might be on a timeline of when their uh, when the rights expire over uh, with between Nickelodeon and Netflix. Well, this so. this wouldn't expire if they make it. Yeah, that's true. So. It, it wouldn't, but you know, we'll have to see how the deal goes. But fourteen million—that's nothing to uh, nothing to shake your fist at. No, not at all. Especially because they need to, they need a win. They need a mm-hmm. big win. Uh, Justice League has a new name. The not the Snyder Cut anymore, Mike. It's Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League. He made oh. he made T-shirts and it said just just release it already. I'm so sick and tired of this. Uh, once a week, we're gonna have probably some update on this. I again, I'm I'm banking HBO Max. We're gonna get it. Just just do it. Five months, release it day one. We'll all watch it again and be like, yep, the movie's still bad. You nerds. <sighs> this did not change our feelings at all. Uh, and no. we will never get the sequel, the Justice League Two, which was on our calendar at one point and then taken off. I would, 
I welcome being wrong. I would love to watch it and be like, oh my god, this is amazing. I can't believe what Joss Whedon did to Zack Snyder's movie. Now let's all hate Joss Whedon even well, more. I don't. I can't blame <laughs> Joss Whedon. I would blame Warner Brothers. Yeah, they, I mean, they, they fired. Just... They hired Joss Whedon to be like, hey, plug in these holes. Do what you have to. There's been a tragedy on set. Please help us get the movie out. Like yeah. I really don't think it's changed that much. Yeah. No. He he, he had most of it done. Um. In, in similar news, I saw someone release wanting someone to release the Abrams cut of the Rise of Skywalker. Oh God. Yeah. I saw that. I think that was trending on Twitter for like a microsecond. Yeah. I was like, what is uh, this? Is this just a what? thing now? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what's going on with the world? I course? don't know. And we'll we'll end our news with, with the, some Black Adam news. Uh, apparently, The Rock has been working out for this, but they say that the film is looking to introduce Hawk Girl to the DC extended universe. Um, I think she's, I like Hawk Girl. I think she's part of the JSA we talked about. Um, but you know, her and Hawkman like they they die and get reborn. So if if Black Adam's like from the Egypt era, Egyptian era, and lives forever, Hawk Girl, you could have different like incarnations of Hawk Girl mm-hmm. like later. Well. I mean, I, I, maybe I'm pulling this out of thin air, but I thought maybe there was a there was another origin of Hawk of the Hawk people where they were from an alien planet. Uh, I could right. be totally making this but, up, but they still like die and reincarnate. Yeah, on yeah, Earth. but they're they're just not a uh, they're just be- technically not human. Because if Black Adam was at the battle of in that Justice League versus whatever Dark not Dark Side whatever the ugly gray dude was. Um, and she dies and has those memories over time. And then like now we're in the modern day or whatever, like right before, you know, Zachary Levi becomes Shazam when Black Adam goes by. She knows about it. I don't know. Maybe she's a connecting piece to history for the DCEU. Maybe. I think the girls, I think uh, Hawk Girl's really cool. Uh, I like I like the Hawk people's weapons. They're all electrified, which is really cool. Uh, I imagine there's going to be a lot of really cool action it's, scenes there. It's got to look better than Legends of Tomorrow. That's all I ask. Yeah, that's, I mean, wings wings on characters. I've always been a fan of wings on characters because I think flight's just a fun mechanic either way, whether it's a video game or if you're watching something. So this is cool. I like this. I like this idea. Yeah. There we go. New characters in the DCU. Well, Mike, that's our first episode of 2020. Here we are at the end of it. Um, again, people, I was going to say, message me. Um, uh, you know, Send me a message, and I'll send you what, what codes are available or what movies are available for codes. Uh, but, Mike, if people want to listen to our prediction episode that we dropped in the middle of this week, surprisingly, where can they find um, you at and that at and everybody else? I don't know what I'm doing here. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's wrap up the show. Well, well, if you want to catch up with me, all you got to do is follow Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you and try to win a free download code for off of one of your steel books and get some of that Chris street cred out there. The Chris there, cred. Where can they reach out to you? Uh, you can do it on Twitter, Valdand, V-A-L-D-A-N. I don't check that one as much, but I will be doing it probably every day this week for to make sure people get codes if they send me messages. Or Instagram, Valdan 87 Please share our episodes. That's like going to make me even happier to give these codes out. If you get The more people we have listened to us idiots talk about this stuff every week, you know, the, the happier I'm going to be. Um, <laughs> but... That, that's the best way. You also have a comic UI. I will say um, we are less than two months away from C2E2 in Chicago. If you're going, hit me up. I want to talk about help you work your way through it if you've never been. If you have been, make sure we hang out. I'll be there. I'll be there all weekend. So so let me know. Mike, if people want to listen to that episode I was just talking about because I jumped the gun there, where can they find that at? 
All you got to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best resource for this podcast that we make every single week. So there you can get our awesome show notes. Man, we talked about a lot of stuff. We got a ton of bullet points in the show notes this week. So if you want to catch up on anything that you missed in this episode, head on over to SuperheroSlate.com and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you like to find fine podcasts. You can like us on Facebook, on follow us on Twitter, and follow us on Instagram. Uh, if you want any merch from this show, you can hit up SuperheroSlate.com slash store we got like t-shirts hoodies long sleeves tees i think we got a mug over there too i don't even know anything you want i got a mouse pad right here (laughs) anything you want at superheroslate.com slash a store uh we love hearing from you please reach out what what do you what are you thinking about uh this 2020 uh what uh what uh, what are your superhero worries what are your superhero delights we love hearing from you either way uh i've had some people reach out to me about my thoughts on star wars so if you want to yell at me (laughs) about star wars you know where to find me um so yeah we just love hearing from you and we love our super fans so if you want to be a super fan of the show all you gotta do is share the show with a friend Share a show with a buddy, and we will be here every week. Stay subscribed. Including next week, and we will see you then. All right, bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Tooth hurty. That's why I go to the dentist. <laughs>